After years of heart-wrenching separation and in the midst of a global crisis, Matthew Richard Schick and Nicholas Allen Ball would come to one crucial conclusion. They didn't have to relaunch the Schick and Nick show, but it'd be a lot cooler if they did. I got chills throughout my body. It's exciting. Nah. I like turtles. I love lamb. I like pitching. I spat. I can't hear a word you say. I flew into Omaha. Well, thank you very much, Patrick. Hot and Cam. Enjoy Thanks. your bye. Big giant rack. Guys on, guys on, guys on, guys on. Bicycles just go off ramps and do backflips. And there we are. <laughs> okay, time out. Guys on, guys on, guys on. The Tom Osborne. Guys on, guys on, guys on. It's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. How about McConaughey showing back up? That's fantastic. There was a lot of things uh, happening there. <laughs> we we used to open uh, a lot of our shows with uh, techno. Yeah, and, you're a big uh, techno guy. To, yeah, you could just kind of feel that vibe with my 2010 Honda Odyssey with all the <laughs> sliding doors. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, that was definitely. amazing. There was a lot in there. Yes, there was. was a lot jam-packed in that opening. Did you have to remix McGee that, or is that already pre-mixed from back in the Dizzy? I had the techno song from back in the day, uh, or the Dizzy, as <laughs> you just said. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many times I say that with four young kids at Dizzy throughout the it's day. It's got to still be a thing, and, huh? um and so uh, I had the techno song, and I had there were other sound bites in there, and so I just swapped out. And <laughs> okay, just, all right, look just, at you. Just put them in there. But our thanks to uh, one of our loyal listeners, Dan, Dan the man, Dan B, I guess we could call him. But uh, <laughs> when we announced that we were going to uh, come back, he was always a huge fan of the show, so Correct. much so that he would do many impersonation. He did Jim Rome. He did uh, Andre the Giant. He did Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey was his most, yes, most noteworthy. And so he actually sent me a bunch of those. And so we might play a couple of them throughout the weeks. So thanks to Dan. Thanks, Dan. The best part about the show usually was contributions from people not named us. We We were heavily reliant upon other people providing audio for us to then use, integrate, and laugh at, right? That's pretty much all it was. We needed guests, listeners, whoever to call in or send us stuff for us to turn into drops and in this instance, turn into a techno open. It was good. It was good. Shout out to Dan. It was fun. Uh, We've got a lot not planned today. We just turned, I feel like this podcast, and again, thank you. We'll get to the reaction of the first couple of pods, but I feel like I am turning into what you used to be, where I am just... (laughs) 
Uh, we're just going to turn on the mics and we're going to go. And like, great. Just waltz into the studio and do it. It's it's a very surreal moment where there's little to no planning. We'll see what happens. And let's let the spirit move us here over the hour. That's right. As I was drinking my coffee, I knew we were going to be recording this. And I thought, I have no idea what we're doing. Just feels like old times. This is great. I had no, I have absolutely, just so everyone knows, I have 100% no clue what we're about to do for the next hour. I don't know what you have planned. I didn't even know McConaughey was going to show up in the open. I am experiencing all this with you, the listeners, at the same time. This is exactly how it was from 2009 to 2012. I didn't know what was going on. There is nothing better than playing something for you that you haven't heard, like that techno <laughs> song. I took a picture, and I'll probably have to post it on oh, our no. Twitter account. Because you can find us at Chick Nick Show. That's the Twitter account. Um, and find us on the Facebook page as well. And there's a website. I mean, this is just absurd. The kind of, you know, the free stuff that we're just uh, trying to cast the net to get all of our old listeners uh, back at Omaha. But I took a picture of you during that. <laughs> and you were convulsing with each drop. It was just, that's oh, the joy great. I always yes. got in the show is just the reaction. That's why I never told you what you were, we were going to do. I never played anything ahead of time. All of the bits, all of the songs. It was just, let's just... <laughs> Play it and see what happens before a live studio audience, which includes which me. one of the hosts. Yes, that's good. I, I'm telling you, I got no idea. I don't. We've been getting various messages, tweets, different things, referencing different drop. Oh, you got to talk about this drop. You got to talk about this segment. And it's amazing how much the the listeners remember that I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I don't know what you got your your thoughts are on today, but what I mean, what, where you want to go with this? We can get topical and recap the NFL draft if you'd like to. Yeah, I mean, we were always big topical as a show and getting you know talking about things that just happened. We just were really knee deep in uh, you know who the best left tackle in the draft was going yeah. to be. I was trying to search for old draft stuff that we did, and I found. And, you know, when we had the multiple Steve Youngs and I, you know, different, <laughs> different things because it sounded like on one broadcast there were yeah. a billion of them. Um, but I do want to get into the draft or at least some things you. that were said on yeah. Friday, uh, Thursday night in the first round. But there's a website that we have right now for people to sign up for emails, sign up for the latest news on the podcast. Again, this is a, for those just joining us, this is a free podcast that we have done because of the pandemic and the coronavirus to try and bring smiles to people's faces. Our employers have signed off on it just to do a free podcast for Omaha and Nebraska. It's a very niche, localized podcast. <laughs> so exclusive that it's just all about if you didn't <laughs> listen to the show in years past, back from 2009 to 2012, you might be greatly confused but the website go to chickandnick.com and it's just a regular splash page where you splash splash where you a can splash find page that's my favorite kind of page splash <laughs> where you can uh you can get teasers to uh the the podcast the day before it comes out you'll nice. hear maybe a 30 second clip a preview Nice. Um, there are some emails that you'll get from Chick and Nick and stuff, so it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, I like it. It's, I like it's it. Fun. I like it. It's it's fun. Splash! Did you say that? In a, that wasn't a game. That like sounds like it's not in studio. It sounds like that is from an actual broadcast of some kind, doesn't it? Splash! <laughs> I mean, come on now. I really like the original thing that you coined of uh, hand down, man down. I always thought that was. Yeah, I love 
when people still tweet at me like, like my man Nick Boss says, I'm like, nope, nope, no, I did not. I, that was not me. That was not the original hand down, man down. That was not the original man. Imagine, if, Mar- imagine if Mark Jackson read those tweets like, who, who did this and what did they do? Hand down, man down. God. I do not miss those days. Actually, I do. Of broadcasting a game on KMTV, and then the next day, you would just cut up 50 different dumb things I said throughout the broadcast, and that's filled two or three segments. It was great. I'm glad that you actually said that, because we, we don't plan anything, because I just want it to go where it's going yeah, to go. right. There is a meaty clip where you and I kind of got into it. What? Um, years ago. Well, I don't mean into it. Like You could tell I was somewhat just on edge uh, but I was being accused of not speaking properly, and then I came back at you with some of your misspeaks. Would you like to hear this? I would love this it. This is about 10 years ago, February 1st, 2010. <laughs> Here are Matt Schick and Nick Barr. I am Matt Schick, still living off the fame of the Carl Polini story on KTV. That's the only reason I'm here. And Nick yep. Ball living off his fame as a Lincoln Southeast Knight and yep. KU, uh, KU player. Couple kind of emails. What, kind of what it comes down to here for those yeah. new to the show. Yeah. You're, you're officially caught up to speed with, with everything. <laughs> let's, let's not mince words. I carry this show, okay? I mean, my, my back. You didn't have a horse in the fight. Okay, Shane, can you yeah. please? Can you, <laughs> yes, Shane. Shane wagon-covered vehicles. Yeah. Nick, uh, Shane, can you please stop playing mistakes I've made? Because there's only two or three. I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. Okay. okay. There's another one. Justin, okay. that, Justin emails and says. completely taken out of context. I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. And it's got, the best part of it, it's got gutting, it's got getting jiggy with it going on in the background. I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. Okay, Shane. Let's get jiggy with it going okay, on. Okay, that was completely taken out. Do you have the whole thing? I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. Okay, that's not what I was talking See, about. how does it feel? I, I feel dumb. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about how it feels feel. to feel you? Yeah. yeah. This is not good. Uh, listen, you going to be all right? Uh, uh, no, Pam, I'm not. I was talking about during that time, I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. Okay. Okay. This is this is now you're you're, you're, seeing, be all right? you're seeing the downfall of a once proud average weekend sports anchor. Who I, is a hitter? I don't know, Jack. I don't know, but I know it's Shane Schillerberg for now. Yes. Let me just say that that taken out of context soundbite that Shane no that I got sh- stains all over my shirt from my meat. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's got getting G okay. with it going on in the okay. back. It's like what is happening in there? <laughs> No big deal. Yeah, it's exactly That's right, right Doc. Doc. The the point of it all was that we were talking about wedding dances at the time, and that I'm, you know, just stick with the snowball dance where people drag you onto the dance floor to get you dancing. And I said, "Oh, what are we doing? Oh, we're going out to dance. Oh, great! I was just having a steak. Oh, great! Now I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. You the, betcha. The meat being the steak or the food that we were having at the reception. I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. Play the whole thing, Shane." When I'm sitting there halfway through a sirloin, me? Oh, oh, you're grabbing! Don't, don't touch my fork! Oh, we're dancing right now. Great! I got, I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. So that, that's the way you, you like to roll things. Huh? You seem very hurt right now. You gonna, you gonna be all right? Okay, it's over now. I, I, well, how I, I about this? The Justin says, nice clip of Matt for a good drop is when he said, I hadn't drunk at all. I did say drunk. Yeah. I, I know when I said it. You're even hanging out with me too for, for, for too long. Can now. we get separate studios? I think we need to be when separated. I said I'm drunk, a bad influence when I on said you. Your drunk, mom thinks I am. Oh, my, if my mom knew we were hosting a show together, she would be irate. Yeah. <laughs>
thank goodness she doesn't know how to use the internet and has taken me out of her will. The fact is this. I said drunk, I meant drank, and I knew I let I it said go it. because no, you're you my let boy. it go because you didn't know. Oh, I, I you heard. You let it. it go because you no, didn't I, understand grammar. No, I understand. And you grammar. still don't. I trust me. I never mince words ever. No, you never. You never make mistakes. You never say anything wrong. Stage is at its at its biggest, and the brights are at its lightest. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right. Did you have a couple other emails? Yeah, we got this to? is for because we got new Lincoln listeners right, this Mark, week because they've discovered us. Mark's trying to it says Nick. Me will sing for you, but he likes to sing about 18-year-old football players. Rex Burkhead, of course. I wanna you up. Best tune ever. <laughs> They're descendants of Nostradamus as they pick Nebraska to go 10 and 4 before the season started. So I smell 10 and 4. I mean, it's it's pretty good. Let's let's just be honest here. Not at all. No? Okay. Uh that's Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, coming up later on in the show, we do want to keep teasing ahead. Corey Montgomery will be here in hour number three. The still undefeated Nebraska women. Women. Don't try to ignore them. Sixth ranked, I would imagine that will go up this week. I did tease this. You're misspeak. Because you're, oh. you're burying me right now. With, I did, I'm not. I'm not burying you. No, no. no you're you're, you're burying on. yourself. No, 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 no. You are you're burying yourself. On. You think it's okay no. that when I misspeak, I got stains all over my shirt from my meat. <laughs> that that you think <laughs> that you can great. just bring me? No, it's not. That great. might be a number one seed. No, it's not going to be a number one seed. I don't have. I've only misspoken. You two won or three your conference times. tournament, and all of a sudden you're a number. You're you're, you're a number one seed. This I, is you didn't have a horse in the fight. I've misspeaked only three times, or Come, wagon covered vehicle misspoken. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You are making fun of me when really I set you up. I know every I messed day. up a couple times. I on, set you on up Saturday. every day for great, great stuff. Now let me just let me just come Not at as you bad with as this. Tip of the cat. Tell you that much. All right. One time during a Creighton broadcast, Nick said a big tip of the cat to all the Creighton <laughs> fans who came out and weathered the snowstorm. Tip of the cat. Obviously, you in between cro- cap and hat, and you gave cat. Yes. And uh, again, I, I would I would argue the fact that a tip of the cat. It's an ultimate sign of respect. Okay, that's totally and inaccurate, yes. but, and I don't understand what you mean by that, but I'll just roll with it because we can't just, just stop go. talking. I'd really like to just sit and stare at you, but that makes for terrible that's radio. Bad radio. Tip of the cat, okay? You said that on the radio. I said stay away from all of those words that end in P, then, <laughs> if you're substituting P and T, because the moment you say Creighton has to write the ship, yeah. you're going to be in trouble. Disaster Okay. Ensues. Well, then you said this Saturday night. Oh boy, this nervous. is courtesy of Channel 3. I don't know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to be. First of all, one time you did you did say Josh Jones was Josh Young. Yeah, but, I know I did. But, but that was fine, because I get those guys confused, too. Never do. But Nick Baugh from Saturday night. Here we go. Josh Jones. Tied at 58. Make it happen, young fella. Ready to shoot the basketball. Okay. Gotta love it. Okay. All right. So I heard that, and I had to rewind it. I had to hit the 10-second rewind like a dozen times. And my wife was in the room. I said, Kelly, could you come in and listen to this and just tell me what you hear? And she said, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but it sounds like he said basketball. (laughs) Ready to shoot the basketball. Okay. I don't know. What are you what are you doing? I got I halfway through basketball. I think basketball. I, in basketball? My head, I, 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 another another word came to my mind. And for and I what, what other word could have possibly know. come to your mind? Basketball. Basketball. You have grown on a basketball court. That would be like Eric Crouch or somebody saying, I like football. Where where, where are you? From overseas? It almost you, sounds you like I'm born- Bill Callahan. Oh, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Right? Real good basketball. All of a sudden, I would barely see on every basketball. <laughs> right as I said, I was like, oh, dang it. No, what you said is, I know, I know Schick's a I, 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 I literally thought to myself, because you already texted me and said you were at the Husky game. I said, oh, I hope he's not recording this game at home. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. A lot happened. A lot happened there. That was one six minute little chug. Sound bites, drops, references, inside jokes that you have to explain that we probably still have to explain, but we can't because we we only have you know, we're only trying to get fifty minute podcasts here. (laughs) For some reason I was very You were you were fired up there, Doug. You know, on a one to ten, I was a thirteen. That's about as fired up as I get. Wow. I mean, there was a Melissa Joan Hart appearance which was great to, great to hear i forgot about the basketball and i remember i got stains all over my shirt for my meat but i don't think i even remembered the origin of that now it all makes sense i always had uh, very off color drops that were always taken out of context because of course that's the only way that uh, <laughs> yeah you would you would them. you would go there with it oh that was tremendous um, so i do want to mention this before we get into some other uh stuff the response to the first couple of episodes has really been great and has been further confirmation of why now is the right time to come back. We have to go back. Yeah. We have to go back to do this podcast because I feel like it has put people in their DeLorean, their flux capacitor. We've gone back in time and people like a, like a good song. You remember from back in the day, you remember how it made you feel and people are getting the feels. We're getting them too. And this yeah. has been it's been great. The reaction's been incredible. It's been it's been unbelievable. I don't think we totally knew what to expect. I mean, we still would get random tweets over the past, you know, seven, eight years referencing the show. And so you don't know if like, oh, is that a one off or is there multiple people that feel like this or whatever? But the reaction has made this one hundred percent worth it, you know, because we've said like why we're doing this for not only because we love to talk to each other and it's fun to reminisce, but we got to try to put smiles on people's faces. And the reaction this has been has been incredible. I know you've gotten some messages, I've gotten some messages that people are just pumped, man, and they are so excited to have something to smile about and laugh about. And if we can do, if we can, we said in the first episode, if we can like make you forget about what's going on and smile and laugh for thirty minutes, job done. That's all we've wanted. But this has been, it's been incredible, man. You can uh, email us at laugh at symbol, laugh at chickennick.com. I like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of a sentence. It is good. <laughs> we laugh when it happens. We laugh when we email. <laughs> <laughs> Andy emailed it and said, guys, I'm a teacher from outside Omaha in a small town called Underwood, Iowa. Uh, seeing the show back on brought an immediate smile to my face and a, and a longer-than-normal walk to listen to the first episode. Since the show went off the air, I continued to reference it whenever the time was appropriate. Airwolf theme song is played quite a bit at parties when we get to that point in the evening when songs become necessary to keep people aware. Friday morning dance-off was a staple in my homeroom class to the song Never Gonna Give You Up. There are many more examples, but needless to say, I hope this podcast continues, and it's great to have you back. Travis says, guys, I couldn't be more excited. And I couldn't be more excited. Um, yes! 
to hear you two reminisce about some of my fondest memories. Getting to listen to you every morning back in the day was the highlight of an otherwise long and painful five years of grad school. I used to play some of your bits to friends of mine from New Jersey and Rhode Island, and they came to love and quote them as much as I did, namely the Longhorn Network spots, which I think you can find on YouTube. Even they are excited to listen into the podcast and get a more complete experience of your show. As far as segment requests, I immediately thought of one that I haven't been able to listen to on YouTube or otherwise since the show ended. Ask Dirk. I'm not sure I've ever laughed harder or anything (laughs) in your show. And I really like Dirk. I would love to hear that. You guys are the best. I'm really looking forward to hearing all the classic stuff you're able to dig up. Again, you can send in requests, email those, and we'll treat this kind of like a jukebox, except it's free. You don't have to put any money in, and we'll see... Uh, we'll see what happens, but this is uh, this is fun to kind of reminisce as we've been as we've been doing. We had Joe Pod last week. We had Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. That six minute clip was uh, <laughs> was was radio gold for Nick Ball. I thought you. I texted you. I said you dominated that episode two. Was a Nick Ball showcase <laughs> of just how good you were in that format and. The old Dominion and just crushing you for that. But you used, like, we came at you, and I did, with old Dominion trying to bury you for that prediction. And it turned into you just standing on stage like an airport lounge singer going, old Dominion, here we go. And everyone was clapping. You know what happened? I think I was just, I think it was clear that I was just so happy that the NCAA tournament was on that it was like, there was nothing you could do to bring me down from the high. I did, It didn't matter if I just totally whiffed on a prediction. I was just too happy that the tournament tournament was on so if you guys were going to try and bury me i was going to flip it and make sure i continue to smile that was the whole plan that day apparently i'm not gonna let you i'm not <laughs> gonna let you bring me down from this side i saw the sunrise at liza's what manelli no ah uh, jerry i'm not gonna let you bring me down off this high ah i've been partying all night i saw the sunrise at liza's manelli no <laughs> Easily, easily my favorite. I'm not so sure it's not my favorite exchange in Seinfeld history. It is, the, and it makes no sense at all. Like, if I ever met Jerry or George or Kramer or whoever, I would ask them about the origin of what that was. Because, and that was the end of the scene. It was the episode where Kramer won a Tony. He had been partying all night. That's the exchange. And then that's the end of the scene. And I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life right there. And you and I, you and we I, would, that was a running would, joke in oh. our in our relationship from the jump. Saying no turned into, it was always the crap. No. No. Like, it was all the it was all the way it was from that um i hope you're having a good time here with uh this podcast let's get into i guess we'll just do the trivial talk about sports thing first really? round of the nfl draft was thursday were you night. glued did you, did you get to, were you into it were you were you as fired up for I, it as as everyone else was i was i was uh i was just looking forward to uh, sports and a live event i thought um it was very well done totally you, you're part of tv broadcasting you know how the sausage is made i don't know how they kept all of these screens i couldn't tell what was taped what was live what was because it was all just a very seamless production for a billion screens that they had to look at i think a minority report reference (laughs) yeah that's it no but i'm totally with you i i don't think people understand how hard a broadcast like that is technically to pull off and not only do they just pull it off they did it Perfectly. Like, it was flawless. 
I mean, it first and foremost, and maybe this is just like inside baseball of of TV, sports, and how that. But I, I I was blown away at how how smooth all that stuff was. And then it was it made for unintentional it, comedy. Any peek into anyone's home or their at home situation. Unintentional comedy galore. It was incredible. Bill Belichick was sitting there at that big table with all of his friends. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury was like in the coolest house. Like I'm like, if you're ever trying to check yourself and make sure you don't get too big of a head, the second you start to think you're cool or good looking or whatever, <laughs> just look at the picture of Cliff Kingsbury during the NFL draft inside his Arizona house and you're like, Never going to be that cool. That's the coolest situation I've ever seen in my life. I know some people are like, play the Arizona drop. No, we're, we'll are not do that yet. We will do that sometime in a later, right. a later episode. Arizona. Who's Arizona? Out? Arizona? The thing about Cliff Kingsbury's home was that you know it looked like the kind of home where just off of the screen was a Peloton. <laughs> 100%. That is, you're so right. That's, that's it. Every like, Peloton commercial... These people live in these just immaculate homes with giant windows, giant pillow windows and doors. Nothing shuts but out the glass windows. windows I mean, nothing there. but glass windows yeah. everywhere overlooking some gorgeous like lake or mountain or forest, whatever. And you're like, what? I, I got one window and it's to my neighbor's house. That's it. You know, you're so right. There's a hundred percent chance if you went around the corner, there was a Peloton. The only thing that would have been better is if there was a Peloton and then you could see in the distance, another home with glass windows with another Peloton. <laughs> So they could race against they could each race other against each other from, from a from a distance. Was Jerry Jones uh, like where was Jerry Jones at? Two thousand one Space Odyssey. <laughs> um, it was there's you no had a bigger, great like, tweet. You had a great tweet about Jerry Jones. Since some of the effect, I'm gonna butcher it. You know you're getting old when someone has to point out when your landline is ringing. Who were those two people? They were just in charge of pointing when the phone was know. ringing. You know you're getting up there in age when you have to be alerted to the phone ringing right in front of you. <laughs> and like, I did tweet that on my uh, account. And if you go and watch the video, I don't know if it didn't make any noise or if it was just lighting up. But there's a guy who might have been related to him, might not. But his sole job apparently was to point at a phone when it was, was lighting up. Hey, he was on it. Fast. The second that phone rang, he was pointing it out. What are the? It looked like Vrabel. Vrabel had the most bizarre situation going yes. on, and I think it looked like someone was taking a Deuce McAllister way in the distance. At <laughs> someone was taking a Todd Heap way in the distance, <laughs> way in the distance of Mike Vrabel's house. It's like shut the door, brother. Crikey.com. You dropped the McAllister right here. Thank you very much for doing that. I've been told that they were sitting on a bar stool. I've been reading that. It was a bar stool, not that, but whatever. You lose all benefit of the doubt when you've got people dressed as space cadets what, right behind what was, you. What was going on there? I, I don't know. I think they were just trying to uh, have some fun, liven things up, and he's spit, You know, he's doing his tobacco Oh, spit. of course he is. Tom Brady's watching that full of regret that he didn't sign with Tennessee. Um, <laughs> you know, there were a couple interesting things uh, of the draft, and we always get into the, you know, which conference is better than your conference uh -huh. and this and that. And, hey, the SEC with, uh, I think they had, out of the 32 picks, they had 47 first-rounders. <laughs> 
and that does break their old record of 41. Um, the Big Ten, I think, yeah. had five first-rounders, three from Ohio State. Uh, the draft does magnify that there are haves and have-nots. No question. And the gap, like if you are a, which most people who listen to this, whether it's Iowa or Nebraska, but if you're a Nebraska fan and you are sitting there and you are watching three players who at one time were teammates on Ohio State and the number one pick won the Heisman and wasn't deemed good enough to beat out another first-round quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. It's It becomes more and more apparent every year just how far away you are yes. from, from competing with the best and being a contender, let alone national title, just in the conference. Yeah, you look at it. I mean, you watch like when Nebraska's on the field with Ohio State, you're like, man, boy, it looked like pros versus Joes out there. It looked like varsity versus JV. It's like, you want to know why? Because it is. Because they have NFL football players, and right now Nebraska does not. And that has been bared out with the draft. But you're right. Like, it is. The draft is the ultimate truth serum when it comes to that because the NFL, you know, Belichick doesn't care if you played in the SEC or if you played at Nebraska Wesleyan. Like, he doesn't, like, the NFL doesn't really care. So, I mean, this is, you you can poo-poo it all you want. Like, I can understand to a certain extent it's getting a little tired of people trying to poo-poo recruiting rankings, you know I mean? Because it's like, listen, at this point, it matters. Get over it, you know, like, it does. Get over it. But the NFL draft is another like if you want I don't know how people can just dismiss that type of stuff too with how many how many first round picks or how many picks period from a conference or from a team that stuff matters it's like this giant Nebraska NFL draft drought happens to also coincide with Nebraska having losing seasons in three of the last four years it's like connect the dots big dog Lynn Rob. <laughs> I just wanted to let that sit. Yeah. I just wanted to, when you have an exclamation point at the end of a sentence like that, I just want to let it sit. I, I tell, I, I say that to Kim all the time. I call her, I say, hey, pass the ketchup, big dog, Glenn Rob. She has no idea who Glenn Robinson is. So I will never explain it either. She's got no clue. Pass the ketchup, <laughs> big dog, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn Rob had a wet one from about 14 feet, did he not? I remember that. I remember that year. That's why I had Purdue going to the Final Four and quickly lost the pool because uh, I was, was so caught up in Big Dog. The big Dog. The Big Dog, Glenn Robb. I was like, we have peaked for nicknames, my friend. By the way, speaking of, you mentioned pros versus uh, Joes. Joe Burrow. Yeah. What do you make of that whole thing with Scott Frost, Nebraska? Trey Wingo mentioned it Thursday night. It's kind of a, a fun way to do the dismount when the draft pick was made about Scott Frost saying, is he better than what we have at the time Joe Burrow was transferring? And Trey Wingo's response was, yes, uh, <laughs> he is. And, and I searched on Twitter. I'm like, people really took that disrespectfully. Yep. and thinking, man, they're piling on Nebraska. What did you, what do you make of I, as a guy who's knee deep, yeah. neck deep in Nebraska media? What's that what's that all about? I think I think you always have to remember the context in time in which things were discussed. Yes, if we had the answers to the test after the fact, we'd all be geniuses and never get anything wrong. I ask you this question. One year ago right now, how many people across all of college football, hell, even in the NFL circles, 
thought Joe Burrow was head and shoulders better than Adrian Martinez and Joe Burrow was going to be the number one pick. I'll save you the time. Nobody. And that is true in Vegas's preseason Heisman odds. Adrian Martinez had one of the five or six best Heisman Trophy odds heading into last year. Joe Burrow didn't. Listen, I get it. It's frustrating. It's crazy to think about how, how Martinez kind of fell off a cliff this year and Burrow rose, was able to rise up to what he did, but like enough already, you know, like sure that quote is like the ultimate, you know, dunce cap quote for Frost now, but in the moment, I don't think anyone really thought like that. I mean, I, is that kind of where you're at with it? What What do you make of that? I get it's an interesting story. Like, it obviously is an interesting story, but come on, man. Big, big dog, Glenn Rupp? <laughs> calm down. Um, All right. Sorry, Mitch just had to really calm you down there because you were getting, you were getting riled up. Um, yeah. It's true. It's an easy comment to make of Scott Frost at Nebraska not wanting Joe Burrow. Your your Heisman point is a is a good one because Adrian Martinez had the third or fourth best Heisman odds going into the season. Joe Burrow preseason Heisman odds were about two hundred to one. Okay, so we have a little revisionist history. You also have to look at what did two thousand and eighteen look like? Mm-hmm. Like Joe Burrow transfers to LSU. And then had a season yes. before his Heisman season. People okay? forget that. So let's compare 2018 Joe Burrow with 2018 Adrian Martinez because that's really the only thing you can go on if that season was Joe Burrow's Heisman season and outplayed Adrian Martinez, then I will entertain those types of discussions because he was better than what you had. But in 2018, what you had was better than Joe Burrow. 2018, Joe Burrow. Completed 57% of his passes for 2,900 yards, 16 touchdowns, 5 picks, passer efficiency rating of 133.2. Adrian Martinez, 2018, completed nearly 65% of his passes, 2,600 yards, a little bit less there, 17 touchdowns, 8 picks. Joe Burrow had 16 touchdowns, 5 picks. So 17 touchdowns, 8 picks, and a passer rating of 139.5 to Joe Burrow's 133.2. Okay, if we were on the air doing our shick and dick old yeah. show, these are, these are the conversations we'd be having because you can't on one side say nobody saw it coming and then on the other side say, how did Scott Frost not see this coming? Thank you. Like that, that, It can't be like that. And then the other thing, too, on top of all of it is – you also have to take into like. Do you think Joe Burrow would have been? Would Joe Burrow have been the number one pick had he come to Nebraska? Probably not, because of what's around him: the wide receivers, the he running was, back. He was a fifth or sixth rounder after his junior year. Yes, yes. So you, so you. Th- there are so many different variables and factors and context different things with this discussion that just get omitted because it's easier to just say, can you believe Scott Frost didn't want the Heisman Trophy winning first round? Well, that's not true. You know, I mean, it's like, that's not entirely the story. So yes, it's just, I I was surprised how that got, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised just because it is, it's a juicy story, but how that was uh, that got fired back up in the on Thursday night. Yes, and in the context of that season too, when you have a new coach who's got a freshman quarterback, 
do you want to bring in a transfer to help establish the foundation of your program? There are so many different things. You have a guy, you think he, he's good, you think he's a perfect fit for your system in Adrian Martinez. Why would you rock the boat right away? Yeah, and why, why would you do that? You don't know. And I, I always said, I actually thought in a weird way, Burrow having two years of eligibility hurt his chances more that's like I actually think if he would yeah, have had just good one year, then you can go, okay, let's bring in Burrow. We'll redshirt Martinez. He had just come off shoulder surgery. You can have him learn the playbook. You can recruit. Like there's a way to sell that, that I think is easier to understand rather than bringing in Martinez and then bringing in Burrow, who has got two years of eligibility. There's just so many things within the context of what was happening that people just want to, want to omit that's just silly it's silly we just went we actually just talked sports there Look more than we did in three years yeah i don't know what um, to attribute this cue, to uh cue tom brady here sorry about that sorry we gotta be T sorry brain. about that there are uh as we take a, another detour here we, we've had a lot of requests for certain uh segments and certain bits that we did in the past and by far by far, one of the more requested bits had to do with what we did with Tim Miles in the last uh, episode. Was that episode one, I believe? Yep. With uh, him sounding a, a tad drunk with him saying leader. Yes. And I, there, there were a lot of uh, tweets and, and, and texts about, I should not listen to this podcast when I'm driving because... <laughs> Hearing the Tim Miles, hearing the Tim Miles uh, thing did not. That was a very dangerous thing for me to do. You know, as a basketball coach, you're supposed to be a, a leader, and last night I didn't feel like much of a leader. Okay. Amazing! It's it's great, and the origination of that, the reason that we ever started slowing down coaches, yeah. was because of something that we called Polini Martini. Yeah. Polini Martini was one of the self-admitted, one of the laziest bits because all it involved was us slowing down something that Bo Polini would say. Yep. And it takes, like, I'm a big editing guy. You're right? huge like I, into it. Get into the lab and do some stuff. Like, the, you know, the techno thing that we played today. I just, I, I enjoy the creative process. There is nothing creative about Polini Martini, yet it was one of those segments and one of those bits that became a huge deal with the show. Do you remember, and again, we've had a lot of requests about Polini Martini. I have some old comments. Okay. I only have one or two when they actually aired in the show. Do you remember a specific Polini Martini that made you laugh? There were one or two that entered my mind. <laughs> I've got one of them here. I want to know if I, you... I thought the the only... And I can't remember what the... I can only remember one word. And it, he said tackling. The way the the way he said the word tackling slowed down, he sounded beyond hammered. I don't remember the context of it, but that's the only Polini Martini word I remember. And I also just remember the, the segment and the bit being absolutely hysterical. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that one, Nick. Goodness gracious, do you have it? Because that is one of them. That I found. This is how it sounded uh, when we aired it 
our Politi Martini bit. And again, this is a very short one because it's only that comment. And I think we actually re-aired this one in our final week or two of the show when we were reflecting on our favorite moments of the show. Let's listen together. After games, coaches get drunk on emotion. Get over it. Coach Polini is no different. You talking to a ghost? <laughs> Here are scenes from Saturday's post-game news conference in this edition of Polini Martini. All right, Bo, how about that run defense? Just as you look at that run defense a little bit going forward, what is your level of concern right now? I really don't have, I mean, uh, what I'm, con- when I'm, what I'm concerned with is the tackling. We had bad tackling. And our awareness wasn't great at times. In some years, we needed to fit in into and and uh, you know, I don't really have you know. All right. <laughs> All right. That's it. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! That was that incredible. Is that part. <laughs> the tackling. He sounds way drunker than Tim Miles, a leader to me. I really don't have. I mean, uh, what I'm con- what I'm what I'm concerned with is the tackling. <laughs> the tackling. glad that you mentioned the tackling the tackling this dude sounds out of his mind how about in the intro the you talking to a ghost and then the <laughs> hammered laugh it's amazing. you talking to a ghost <laughs> <laughs> can't you just picture some guy Almost falling off of his bar stool at the end of the bar. No one's really paying attention to him. And he makes that line and then almost falls asleep as he's laughing. You talking to a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Polini is five minutes away from passing out when he's making that comment. Oh, my goodness. Like there (laughs) There are a lot of different martinis. That we did. Like, I just Googled martini, and there are a lot of different martinis. There? Here is a, uh, this is just labeled, and it's just a sound bite that we just ha- tried to have fun and slow down. This is called Gruden Martini. You're going to move to France, and you're going to have to speak French. <laughs> it's Gruden quarterback camp with Cam Newton. Here's a Barrett Rude Martini. I don't know. I've, I haven't heard any I'm of ready. these. I'm ready. I'm uh, ready for in it. 10 years. Here we go. I give everybody 20% today. <laughs> you literally have to like, send me a death threat with my bagel <laughs> if I was like, not with you. Perfect. Nothing like, nothing like someone drunk on the phone. Yes. Just annihilated. All right. Let me go through a couple more of these here before we move on. This is called Sabin Martini. What? I, I could give a shit about all that. Excuse my French. Yes! Let's I didn't realize we martinied a bunch get... of people. I, I thought I thought the only yeah, people that got martinied I, were Miles, Doc, and 
bow. What did we call real quick? I know it was Doc on the Rocks. I know it was Polini Martini. Right. Did we have a name for Tim Miles getting slowed down? Oh, that's a great question. I don't think we did. Um, that, I don't think we did either. Um, yeah, that, that's, a great, that's a great question. <laughs> I think that is a fantastic question and one in which I've yet to be asked in all of these podcasts. I think that is a fantastic question and one that I have yet to be asked in all these interviews. Do you think Brandon Godden, without that great question comment, is he the voice of Madden today? No way. We propelled his career. There's 100% chance. I need to tell him because I've called a handful of games with Brandon Godden. You know, he, BTN, Fox, all under the same Red Roof Inn, and we've worked together a handful of times. I need to, I, I need to, he, see, but what's stupid, I say that, but like, how would you even explain that to him? Be like, hey, man, so like 10 years ago, you, we, we had this, we had this contest and who could, say it was a good question you uh you said this like he would that's one of those things that's just you're better off just probably not saying anything to him but we propelled his career there's no question about that is uh is brandon Gordon the voice of mad without that uh what do we think no all right all right paul Who rhodes was that? is that paul rhodes yeah that was um, paul rhodes shout so out to paul rhodes paul rhodes brought a brought a lot of joy he's a big part of our um, show there are a couple other uh, things we could do. I got one more thing that I definitely want to play, but is there anything else in sports? Like we're kind of we're sprinkling. How about the, I didn't realize we were going to sprinkle in sports. some real takes on some topical things. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything? Um, grinding my gears? I don't think anything's <laughs> grinding my gears right now outside Never. of the Joe Burrow When's the thing? last time that you've heard someone ask you if there's anything grinding <laughs> your gears? <laughs> Never. Ever, ever. You watching The Last Dance, Doc? Oh! You watching The Last Dance, Big Dog Glenn Rupp? There's a shocker. Nick Boss somehow interjects basketball into a conversation that has nothing to do with it. Hey! I am watching... I am watching The Last Dance. I am grateful that they have a censored version of... Like I watch, I watch the adult version, okay? Yeah. And then the next day, like my my kids, we watched the episodes again, but watched them the ESPN, the ESPN two, two version. Yeah. I didn't think yeah, it was that. It was, was it? Uh, was there that many? I got a feeling it's going to get worse. Like I feel like there's going to be, it's going to get real cussy pretty soon here. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to get. It's going to get worse. I thought episodes one and two were on a scale of one to ten. I put them at a seven. Okay. We didn't get a ton of cool behind-the-scenes stuff, but I've also heard, and I'm comforted with this, that the rest of them are going to be, and we are taping this before episodes three and four air, the rest of them are going to be outstanding. I've, no, I've, I heard Bill Simmons has seen, the, has already seen all this, and he said... It starts slow, yeah. Yeah, he, and he, he said... You are going to see, because I think the biggest, the whole point of this documentary is like, there wasn't necessarily anything in the first two. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I really enjoyed it, but there wasn't anything behind the scenes that we really saw that was that like, wow, like fly on the wall. I can't believe we got to see that kind of a thing. But Simmons made it sound like you're going to see a bunch of stuff behind the scenes coming down the pike here, which is good. But yeah. yeah, the first two episodes were about setting the stage, and you know there are might be some people who don't really know his story, so let's give a ton of background in episodes one and two for the Netflix audience and all that. But yeah, I'm uh, 
I'm all in on it. I oh, am. Yeah. Uh, I, I like him. I thought Michael Jordan uh, was a very good player. And you were not on a limb there, brother. Here's here's the funny thing about it is my kids have been trained whenever they say, whenever they ask me, what time is it? <laughs> this is this is since, and I'm not kidding, this is since like Cohen was like four or five. This has been going on for five years. They say, What dad, what time is it? And I'll say, game time. <laughs> And initially, they would go, no, Dad, what time is it? And i go, no, game time. And then I would say, you have to say who. Yeah. And they'd be like, what? who? Why do I have to say who? No, not who. It's who. Because I was raised on that. What time is it? Game time. Who? Dickie Simpkins in the huddle. Right. You know, those guys, those nondescript, it was always the role players yelling, what time is it? So when they watched the episode, I had told them, I swear I told them, it's from the Michael Jordan and the Bulls. They must have forgotten it because when the episode aired and that happened, the looks from my kids, because <laughs> that's how episode one ended. Yes. What time is it? Game time. Who? And they all look at me. And even my wife was like, is that where? I'm like, yes. What, yes. Where, are you getting where me? Where have you been? Where have you guys been, man? <laughs> it's like someone asking you, Michael Jordan's your favorite player? Do you like, live where with? have you been, man? Um, but did <laughs> this was a question that Bo asked me that I have to assume – did Nebraska football steal the the serious song from <laughs> from Chicago? Right, because Chicago did it in like ninety. Chicago started it ninety. Like, did they do it in their first title in ninety one? Were they doing that like right away, pretty much? Yeah, that, that's a great that's a great question. The first tunnel walk was ninety four, maybe. I think the first tunnel walk was. I remember it was against your your biased Buffalo's bastard squad there, Colorado. I remember being at the game in '94 and the tunnel walk hit, and I just peed everywhere. I'm pretty sure in the West Balcony, I just started whizzing everywhere. I was I couldn't I couldn't contain myself. That's how our song uh, happened. We'll yes. have to play that at, at some point. But yes, uh, I believe Nebraska said, you know what? Let's let's do that. And that was before social media. No one was watching Jordan and the Bulls back then. <laughs> No, you know, you know. There's someone though. There's someone out in like Sydney, Nebraska. It's like, why would Jordan steal our tunnel walk? Why would they do it? It's like Bill, Bill and Sydney. We stole it there from are, Jordan, right? There are emails coming in from Axtell, Nebraska, <laughs> to Athletic Director Bill Moose, encouraging him to file a lawsuit. Against the Chicago Bulls organization for thieving the tunnel walk music. <laughs> hey, this is about the last dance. That year was 97-98. Great we had already won. Tunnel walk 94. <laughs> Dear Mr. Moose, not sure if you've been watching this last dance documentary on ESPN about a guy named Mike Jordan, but they have not only taken our tunnel walk, but used it for their own pleasure. I suggest you sue immediately. Sincerely, Tom and Axtell, living in 97. My only question is, why is Fred Sanford emailing... <laughs> Bill Moose. I don't know. I kind of like that character. That was good. Uh, I would like, you know who I'd like to interview? Alan Parsons. <laughs> I mean, do like, you think he knew he had like, song? I mean, that song is very tunnel walkie. I always felt like Van Halen right here, right now was a very tunnel walkie type of a song. But let's be honest, that song, it gets, it gets the goosebumps going pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean, it was released in 1982 and wasn't picked up until the Bulls started selling tickets with Jordan and them, uh, you know, for their title. That um, song gets real weird. Does it play? Does it lead into another song? It's like it's weird. It's kind of like the Michael Jackson, Can You Feel It? That song gets weird the second Michael Jackson starts singing. Again, this is why we don't really prep for the show. Eh, prep's overrated. Been on you for that for about 11 years, Doug. We don't prep for this at all. We because don't and prep? That is because people have referenced this clip. Uh, let's go back into the Wayback Machine. This was October 22nd, 2010. So this is our second full football season on the air with the Chick and Nick show and you referenced the best parts about our show back in the day were just organic they weren't pre-produced we just reacted to something and just went with it for the next minute or two here's what that sounded like as we played this to try and hype ourselves up and it turned into something completely different Then it gets into a little. Uh, <laughs> it gets into like the most. It gets really <laughs> weird. Imagine if they started it with that. It's like it's like such a pump up song, and then it's like the weakest lyrics with the weakest voice. <laughs> Putting on lipstick, yeah. Ouch, that hurt. Please don't hit me now. Those are not the lyrics at all. Hope it's a touchback, cause I don't wanna bust the wedge. That's a good thing they've changed the lyrics or at least pot it down during the kickoff. They're like, cut it. Whatever you do, this song is so good until the lyrics start. It's perfect for a kickoff. I hate physical content. Chicken Nick 1620. Hope you enjoyed that. We will have the Taylor Martinez, Mike Gundy. The Gundy, the the, (laughs) oh boy, it might be time for a break. The Gundy tech, the the, 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 Gundy. We're good. I'm good. That's not true. The Gundy, uh, the the magic Gundy, Gundy magic remix. We will have that before the end of the hour. If you missed it in the first hour, if you missed it in the first. Oh, It'll be there for you. Uh, <laughs> we'll have it coming up. Why can't we use flags? <laughs> Go to break. <laughs> oh, my face hurts listening to that from smiling and laughing. I hate physical contact, so- and why can't we use flags? Mic drop, my friend. That's a mic drop. That was. One of the, again, just a segment where he just do that and people still quote, I hate physical contact. I hate physical contact. Perfect. It is perfect. I used to love that song and I still love that song for nostalgia purposes and all that. But like ever since that segment, 
I can, I've never looked at that song the same before in my entire life. All because of of I our little bit. I hate physical contact. Oh, I hate physical contact. That's perfect. I do. I want to end with this again. We've talked some sports. This show is dedicated to uh, folks in Nebraska, Omaha, and thereabouts, uh, Iowa. If you listened, and uh, we might have alienated Axtell. Uh, we might have alienated Axtell <laughs> listeners with. <laughs> hey, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> and d- diehard fans of Fred Sanford. <laughs> Um, where some of your voices come from, but I do want to mention, uh, this, that this podcast comes out on Monday, April 27th. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who celebrates a birthday on April 27th? You don't. It's a dumb question for me to ask. I do not know. But it was someone associated with the show that provided a moment that people on Facebook and the Shikinik Facebook page have been referencing uh, a time or two. This moment that we're going to have happened nine years ago to the day that this podcast is being published on April 27th. Okay, so it's not... I will give you a hint. It's a birthday of someone, and this funny moment happened during the birthday game. Oh, George Gervin? Today is George Gervin's birthday. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. George Gervin today turns 68 years old. Okay. This was April 27th, 2020. He turns 68 years old. Nine years ago, obviously, he turned 59. But that's not the moment that it had nothing to do with his age. What do you remember about our intern at the time? Young Jacob. I remember Jacob. Here, here's my main memory of Jacob. Jacob was an enormous, enormous Clemson fan. And I remember at the time in my head being like, how could what Clemson football? Why are you a Clemson football fan? Have fun cheering for a team that ain't going nowhere ever, brother. Well, who's laughing now because homeboy is on top of the mountain. But Jacob was uh, a kind soul, a great guy, uh, was, was, was the perfect guy to sit in on our studio audience and, and intern and just be so confused at how you and I have a radio show. He's a great guy, though. Jacob was a, yes, he was he was a somewhat of a sports fan, not a huge sports fan, because you have to be a very avid sports fan to know who George Gervin was. Yeah. A segment on April 27, 2011, every, the last segment of the first hour of every show that we did, every single show. We would do this day in sports history and birthdays. Sometimes we'd only have time for birthdays, and you and I would guess the age. Right. This moment was provided by Jacob because he read George Gervin's name incorrectly. <laughs> and to, in his defense, you will hear how quickly we had to get this because we, we had to get to him quickly because we had screwed up the clock of course we had. like we did. Yeah. We only had like 20 seconds for birthdays, so he was panicked. This is what it sounded like. It's Chick and Nick. Jacob, birthdays. Casey Kasem. Oh, Scott. 80? Uh, 75. 79. Uh, George, yeah. George Gerken. Gervin? Yeah. My bad. Uh, 
64. Yes. 59. Dang 59. it. 59. Said Gurkin. And toss for three. Okay, that's that's how that ended. And I, you can go back and listen to me. Like sometimes things will just hit me in a way that I didn't anticipate. You can hear me You're when he dying. does it. I'm yelling, you are the one that's still guessing the age. Yes, I'm in I'm, I'm in game mode, apparently. I got my game face on. You were immediately knocked out of the game face. The ball has been tipped. You're playing. I I'm can in. easily get sidetracked from a contest. Yes. Right? Listen to me asking him and crying, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. George, George Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. My bad. Uh, Gherkin, 64. Gherkin. 59. Dang 59. It. Said Gherkin. Okay. So then, <laughs> again, that happened. Now, there was, I did Google this. In his defense, there was a George Gherkin who played Major League Baseball. Really? Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. New Major League Baseball. He played that uh, back in the 20s for like a season. <laughs> okay. Or two. Well, then, yeah, right. Jacob. I'm going to go out on a limb that Jacob. <laughs> Did not confuse the two. So that segment ends, okay? Then we have the Sports Center update or whatever. We come back a few minutes later, and we start talking about something else. Like, it was almost like, okay, we even forgot it happened. But then I believe Jed emailed in. It's like, okay, we got to get to this. This is what that part okay. sounded like. Yeah, something, okay. Yeah. Something happened yeah. at the end of the last. First, can I just stop that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally interrupt these flashbacks. Listen to how that begins with you. I am the, s- all right. Yeah, something. Okay, yeah. something happened. <laughs> Such a dismissive. All right. Yeah, something. Okay, yeah. something happened. <laughs> the deepest. The deepest. All right, ever. As deep as Scotty Pippen's voice. Scotty Pippen got a deep voice, boy. Baron. Baron. What is that? It's like a burp. <laughs> it's a word burp. All right. Here's what that segment sounded like when we came back for the second hour. Yeah, something. Okay. Yeah. Something happened yeah. at the end of the last hour. <laughs> Jacob's not here anymore. Okay. Now, I, that sounds bad. That sounds terrible. Jacob Jacob's got to go do his thing. Jacob, He's got things to do. Jacob is no longer with us. He's on assignment. We fired him. After his, <laughs> after his blunder. This happened last. This was a hey, classic October, back 4, my boy October 4th, September 4th. This was in the birthday game <laughs> last hour. George Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. <laughs> The best part about that was at the end when he looks yeah. down his computer and looks like goes, yeah. George Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. Yeah. I love him. He is so good. Yeah. That, yeah. You should see he got really, he bent down and got really close to his computer and then looked up. Yeah. George yeah. Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. <laughs> October 4th, September 4th. Yeah. Now, to his defense, he said he has a friend whose last name is Gherkin. I yeah. knew what he was getting at. The only way I knew hey, he was I, good I've at done, I've, I've made mistakes like that before. Like, I've, I've said it before. My forearm? Nick, no, Nick Porter. Like, once called him on KTV, Nate Porter, because I had a friend, Nate Porter. So someone's, hey, his name's Nick. I'm like, okay. I, I knew someone named Nate Porter. Back That's, off. Okay, today I called... 
Jordan McAvicka, Joel McAvicka's fake brother. <laughs> so let's all just take a step back. Real, real what did brother? I say earlier? Real brother? Yeah. George Gherkin. <laughs> Gervin? Yeah. <laughs> all right. George Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. Okay. There's one more part of this that I want to play because okay. because a week later, a week later, Jacob, he's, I don't know if he was there every day or just one day a week. I thought I he was remember. there every day. I don't remember. But a week later, Jacob was there, but then left the studio to do something else. And he was so embarrassed by that Gherkin Gervin moment <laughs> that he just, he didn't like it when we played it. So out of respect, we never played it when he was in studio. <laughs> But on this occasion, May 3rd, 2011, he left the studio and we took advantage. Let's listen. Fortunate that Jacob left the room because... Well, that's... Hey, we got an opportunity to play Gherkin. Gherkin oh, that's true. He's not here. Where Let's is do it? it. Let's Where do is it. it? He's not in the room. Where is it? Let's do this as much as we can until he do comes it. back. One of the greatest flubs of all time. George Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. That was uh, the birthday game last week. George Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. <laughs> he hates that so much. That was great. Uh, He'll be right. back in momentarily. We'll pretend like nothing happened. George Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. 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 That is just uh, but, priceless. But Jacob from, uh, well... If we had the law, anyway, Jacob, We're just there's, a another, mess there's right another Jacob that there it is. Ooh. You know, Twitter's one of those things. It's great because we all love it, including you, Nick Ball. You love no, it. I really don't. You, no, you do, and nah. you, you love to get hooked up on it. And you, you're eventually you're just holding out on getting an account because you don't know what to say yet. But nah. George Gherkin, Gervin, yeah. If yeah. you if you tweeted that. All right, let's do that again. And before he says, yeah, I'll do it quick. Then you say, yeah, and then he'll do it. Ready? George Gherkin. Gervin? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jacob is here. All right, I think that went well. As Jacob walked into the room, <laughs> he hates us right now. So Jacob, another Jacob, Should though, the reason, we, the reason we bring that up is that, all right, Bo, is that another Jacob, Jacob Pollen, tweeted this. And no, we're not talking about, like, Jacob, not, the research coordinator. We're talking about, like, the... Kansas, Kansas State, State guard, mm -hmm. Jacob Pullen. He tweeted, everybody all happy about this Osama bleep, but when somebody kills somebody in your family, what happens? Shaking my head, y'all act like he ain't, he ain't got family. And then he tweeted, and his family don't care about nobody in this country, so I ain't happy about this. I'm not happy about that. And then he received a, a pretty strong backlash I'm from sure people. I'm sure he did. And then, here's this one. Frank Martin probably just tweeted, staring at you. <laughs> Staring at you, Jacob. Hashtag giving you stink eye. Yeah. And <laughs> then he then he reads that. And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna delete it. I need to take that down immediately." All right. George Gherkin. Gervin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Richard Mendenhall tweeted this. He's the he's the running back. Is that is that like a yeah roll call? Uh, he's our favorite. We love him so much. George uh, Gherkin. <laughs> Gervin? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I don't remember no, the roll call. 
the <laughs> Jacob, yeah, roll call. I don't know if we ever did that again. <sighs> but there was a lot baked in there. One, Jacob Poland. How about that blast from the past? Yeah. How about you being anti-Twitter and now you can't, you <laughs> can't just stop love tweeting? Twitter. I know. You, I was. <laughs> I, I thought I hated Twitter. Now I'm, I'm all over that thing, dog. And obviously that was the time when uh, we got Osama. Yeah. Uh, and, and all that, all that. And we didn't even get to the Richard Mendenhall part of that. But anyway, that was uh, oh, that's incredible. That was some fun context. That was incredible. All I right. didn't realize he hated it so much. He was so embarrassed by it that we. We, we, I'm surprised that we had we we had here we you know we accommodated his request of not playing that drop while he was there. I mean, it's ridiculous. We did what good friends do. We did it behind his back. That's that's a good way to end it. Uh, this has been fun. You can reach out to us. <laughs> laugh at chickennick.com. Please go subscribe to the podcast. Appreciate everything in the ratings and the reviews on the pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter at chickennick show. Find us on Facebook. Follow and like the page. We're, we're going to get out of here. And, See you um, later. Nick Baugh, Laughing Hyena, Matt Schick. Fat. Uh, See you in episode four. Bye-bye. Shick and Nick. Shick and Nick. The Shick and Nick Show. Here we go. Shick. Yeah. 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 Shick. Yeah.